my name is Casey, and it's so good to be with you here. Um, who here remembers Ripley's Believe It or Not? Anybody? A C- couple people? I need you to turn to someone right now and say, you better believe it. You better believe it, right? And it's hard to believe that we're already two months into the new year, right? It's February 2020. It's come, and it's just crazy how quick time flies by. And I don't know about you, but maybe starting this year, if you had a plan, like something was going to happen this year. Like, I, you know, this year I, I, had, I was expecting some things. Like, I was expecting to watch the 49ers win the Super Bowl. Like, that didn't quite happen, right? But, hey, I'm not bitter about it. You Chiefs fans, you needed it more than me, right? I, if you guys had to wait another 50 years to see that happen, like, I, I don't know what would happen. That'd be crazy. But I'm, I'm thankful for you guys. I'm glad you guys won that. But, but I was expecting the Niners to win. This year, I was, I was kind of expecting, hopefully not to get sick. And it's just crazy. I was talking to, I have a group of three men that gathered together. And it was just the craziest thing on, on Tuesday. Like, it's just weird. I was telling like, whenever I'm, like, supposed to give a message, I end up getting sick that week. It's just insane. I'm always a day behind. Then it's just insane what happens. But I was not planning on getting sick. And on Tuesday, I was dead sick. Just crazy. The next day, I was fine. But I was not expecting that to happen. I did not want that to happen. I was hoping this year might have been the year that my son would actually want to get up and get ready and go to school and not fight me every time. It just, once again, I was expecting, I was hoping for that to happen. It's just amazing. Every day, it's like he's sick. He has a stomach ache. He hates school. It's just a, a constant battle. I was hoping this was the year I was looking for him to not to do that. But maybe this year, it was just crazy. This year, more than ever, I think, I saw those word puzzles. And like, hey, whatever words you see, whatever three words you see, that's, that's what's going to happen this year. Who, whoever, anybody else see that? A couple people, right? Yeah, you're not raising your hand because you saw some things you didn't want, right? Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. So yeah, so those things is crazy, right? But it's, it's nuts that typically... What we look for, we'll see. What we'll look for, we'll see. So maybe, maybe, you guys, hey, put that down. They're distracted. Like, and a lot of you were just fixated on the word sex, so stop it. All right, knock it off. Welcome to Meadows, yeah. But anyways, so we will typically look for what we see, or we'll see what we'll look for. And maybe this year you're looking for something. A new relationship. A better relationship. Maybe better health, new habits. Maybe you were looking for something and you were wanting something this year and you were devising a plan for that to happen. And as you were devising this plan, you were expecting it to go perfectly, but then something happened. You got punched in the face, right? You met an obstacle. Something didn't quite go as planned. And then the prophet Mike Tyson says this, right? Everybody has a plan until you're punched in the face. Right? Everybody has a plan until something else, that something happens. You get punched in the face. But then what do you do when that happens? <laughs> I don't know about you, but sometimes I get distracted. Like this week, you know, I probably should have been more, you know, focused on the message one night. But instead, I was scrolling through Facebook. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, suggested for you, Casey, were top five knockouts. And like, thanks. That's welcome to Meadows Church once again. I, I, don't, I don't mind some UFC fighting once in a while. But here we are, the top five knockouts. What happened, though, it's usually not the first punch that knocks them out. It's what happens after that. Like, if you take the first punch, and then when you look at it and you can focus, like, then you might be okay. But if you take the first punch, but then you, you don't know what to focus on or look at, it's the next punch that might knock you out. So for us, what's that look like when things don't go quite as planned? 
How do we react? How do we respond? What do we focus on then after that happens? When something doesn't quite go as planned and we get punched in the face, what do we do next? Do we just give up? Do we look for something else? Do we tap out? But once again, I'll go back to it. If we look for something, more, more than likely we're going to see it. Like what we look for, we'll see. Unless it's your keys or the remote. Like those things, I don't care what you say. Like if you're looking for them, you'll never find those suckers. Like it's just nuts, right? But more often than not, what you look for, you'll find. What you look for, you'll see. I was telling my son a story. We were reading a, a library book. And it, it can be very frustrating when you're looking for something and you can't find it, right? So I, was, I, was, I think I was in third grade, and I had a library book. I don't remember the book, so it wasn't that good. But the problem was I couldn't find it. So day after day went by, week after week, month after month, actually. I'm, I'm like, I had no idea, idea where this book is at. So I kept looking for it. It was getting frustrated. But then all of a sudden, the heavens opened up, and I opened up this board game, and there it was, sitting in this game. Just, what's it doing? Like, crazy, right? But it's so frustrating when you're looking for something, but you can't find it. Especially when that thing is, like, you need that thing so bad. Because my teacher was after me so hard. Like, where's the book at, Casey? I'm like, oh, I wish I could tell you. I have no stinking idea where this book is at. I wish I could find it. I wish I could give it back. I just have no idea where it's at. So thankfully, I found the book. Um, the loss was found. Um, but, but once again, most of the time, what we look for, we will see. We will find it. So if we're looking for bad, what are you going to find? Probably the bad. If you're looking for problems, you'll probably find problems. If you're looking for good, you'll probably find good. But once again, what you look for, you'll probably see. So once again, you probably all had a plan for this year. Probably all had something that was going to happen, something that was going to be different this year. We had a plan, but something happened. So we're going to take a look. If you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to turn to John 5. John, we're actually going to be starting in verse 16. But before that, I need to set this up a little bit because of what happened prior to this sets up what happens in verse 16 in John 5. So if you know this story, John 5 starts out with Jesus is going to Jerusalem. He ends up stopping at this pool. And while he's at this pool, he sees this man. This man has been at this pool for 38 years hoping and looking to get healed, but not able to happen. And so Jesus sees this man, sees that he wants to get healed. He's, you know, he's trying to get healed. And thankfully, Jesus bypasses the pool and goes straight to this man and heals, and heals this man. He asks him, hey, do you want to get healed? The man says, yes, I want to get healed. Heal me. So Jesus heals this man. And it's funny. I love what uh, Charles Spurgeon says about this. While they're at the pool, bear with me, paper. Oh. So it says, a blindness had come over these people at the pool. There they were, and there was Christ, who could heal them. But not a single one of them sought him. Their eyes were fixed on the water, expecting it to heal them. They were so taken up with their own chosen way that the true way was neglected. Just crazy. So, then, so Jesus heals this man. The man gets healed. This should, be a, this should be an exciting thing, right? We should celebrate this, right? This man was, was healed. Do you think the Jewish leaders did that? 
The Jewish leaders said, hey, yes, you're healed. That's awesome. Way to go. We're so happy for you now. But they do something completely different. Because once again, what you look for, you'll find. What you look for, you'll see. The rulers, the leaders of that time were more focused on people breaking the rules than actually building a relationship with this man. So they see this man, and instead of asking, hey, we're happy you got healed, instead they're like, like, hey, what are you doing picking up your mat? Like, Why would you do that? This is the Sabbath day. You don't break the Sabbath day rules by picking up your mat. And who told you to do this? So here is this man like, man, I've been wanting to get healed for so long, but now I'm suddenly getting criticized. All of a sudden these people are, are at my throat. Like, what, am I, what did I do wrong? And the crazy thing is, get this, the man didn't even know who healed him at that time. He couldn't even give the Jewish leaders Jesus' name. It wasn't until later on when Jesus finds this man and he says this. He says, hey, sin no more or something worse could happen to you. Do you know what's worse than being disabled for 38 years? Being separated from God for eternity. Right? Like, so Jesus cares about us, our whole being. He cares about your heart. He cares about where you end up. And he came to give us life and life to the fullest. So here it is. So then, so then this, this man that's healed becomes a snitch, goes back to the Jewish leaders, right? And he says, hey, it was Jesus. Jesus told me, to pick up the mat. Jesus healed me. So this all of a sudden starts this plan. It starts these Jewish leaders to hate Jesus even more. And that's where we start on verse 16. But before that, it's, you didn't know. Like, so it's, it's crazy. Carrying a bat or a mat on the Sabbath day was not breaking God's law. It was breaking the rabbi's interpretation of the law. Right? It's funny how we make our own rules our own interpretations. <laughs> it's funny that even today it goes on. I, I found this story. I, was, I just want to read this to you. Um, it, it's just crazy. So it actually happened in April 1992. So tenants, there's some tenants. They let three apartments in an Orthodox neighborhood in Israel burn to the ground while they asked our rabbi whether a telephone call to the fire department on the Sabbath would violate Jesus' law. Observant Jews are forbidden to use the phone on the Sabbath because doing so would break, electric, uh, break an electrical current, which is considered a form of work. So in the half hour it took the rabbi to decide, yes, call the fire department, the fire spread to two neighboring apartments. Just crazy, right? And Jesus was constantly saying, hey, it's okay to do good on the Sabbath day. It's okay to do good. And, but our own interpretations gets us in trouble every time. So in verse 16, here we go. Here's Jesus. Jesus saying why he can do what he can do. So if you have your Bibles, if you don't, it's okay. The words will be on the screen, and it says this. So Jesus, because, so because Jesus was doing these things on the Sabbath, the Jewish leaders began to persecute him. In his defense, Jesus said to them, My father is always at his work. To this very day, and I too am working. For this reason, they tried all the more to kill him. Not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus gave him this answer. Very truly I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son also does. 
For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these, so that you will be amazed. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but, is, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Crossed over from death to life. Just like, think about that. Jesus is saying, I only see what the Father does. He only sees what the Father does, and the Father only does good. He does nothing by himself. Jesus only does what he sees the Father doing. And Jesus saw this man that needed healing, not just physically, emotionally, relationally, spiritually. Jesus saw this because his father saw this person. And so it didn't look possible for this man to get healed. This man was looking at all the wrong places to, for his healing. That pool would have provided some type of healing. It would have been temporal at best. But Jesus sees his father doing a work, and his work is for eternity. And so what we see as impossible, he sees as possible. What, he, what we see as maybe a potential divorce, he sees reconciliation. Like what we see is not what the father sees. And it's just crazy what he saw in this man, that there was hope for this man, that the hopeless can have hope. Even if you have no faith right now, you can have faith. Like if you do not feel loved right now, the Father sees you and he loves you. Like it's just amazing what Jesus saw because he saw what the Father was doing. And, if, and I think we here at Meadows Church, we'd be blind not to see what the Father's been doing. And it's just crazy because if we would start seeing what the, what the Son sees, we will continue to do what he did. If you would truly see what Jesus saw and what Jesus sees right now, like we will continue to do what we've been doing. And those stories we talk about, those decisions for Christ, people living out their purpose, taking the next steps. Like Jesus sees that. The Father's doing a work in us and through us. And we are going to continue to celebrate that. We're going to continue to, to live out that purpose. And it's going to be crazy because next week you're going to come here and this place is going to look a little different. And I need you to be okay with that. We, we don't need to be like the Jewish leaders where, hey, I like it how it is. Because if we truly see what Jesus sees, if we truly want to continue to do what he's been doing, more people are going to be reached. More people that are far from God will come through these doors. More people that are hopeless will come to find hope. More people will want to see what the Father is doing. And that's why when you come next week, hopefully next week, this wall is going to be gone. Right? We should, right? And it's not, it's not to have a big attendance. It's because lives are being changed. It's because the good news of the Father, the good news of the Son, and what he's doing is being spread. And lives are being changed. And so that's why this wall is being knocked out because the past two weekends, just been nuts how many people have been coming and showing up to see what is going on. Those Jewish leaders should have been celebrating what happened. They were blind to not to see what Jesus did. 
We cannot be blind to what God's doing in us and through us. You all have a story. God is doing something in you right now. And that story can impact someone else's life. Just like this man that was healed at the pool, his story is gonna impact someone's life. And that's why you need to know that we don't celebrate around a pool. We don't come and worship and get healing at a pool. We surround ourselves and we, we surround ourselves with Jesus because that's our savior. He is the one that saves, he's the one that heals, and that's who we come to worship and praise. And that's why people come, because we'll continue to worship him. We'll continue to praise him. <laughs> and Jesus, once again, he can only see what he sees the Father doing. And his Father is constantly doing a work. He never stops working, even when our plan doesn't work out. Even when something happens, even when it doesn't quite go as planned, even, even when we're hurting so much inside of us, he is still working. He is not done with you. He has a plan for you. He has a purpose for you. <laughs> he is still doing good and he will continue to do good. Everybody at the pool, they were looking for something. There are people in this world that are looking for something. Looking for hope, for faith, for love. But they're looking in all the wrong places. They're looking in all the wrong places. And some of you here, you've probably been punched pretty hard. You've probably gone through something I couldn't even imagine. But the problem is, is when we let our sight deflate our belief. I'll say it again. When we let our sight deflate our belief, when the things around us impact what we believe in and who we believe in, because you got to know, like, like we, don't, we don't see to believe, but we believe to see, right? We believe to see what he's doing. Like, we need to see what he's doing. And that completely changed everything we see. It changed our perspective, right? If we believe to see, also we believe that life can happen. We believe that new life is possible. We believe that life change can happen no matter what's happening around us or what's going on around us. I think of, of John 11. Jesus' friend, Lazarus, dies in the tomb for four days. Jesus shows up. He weeps. And he tells Martha to move the tomb. Move the stone away. And Martha's like, why? Why would I do that? He's dead. Prior to this, Jesus would say and tell him, hey, I am the resurrection and the life. Even if you die, you will still have life. That's the craziest thing about being a follower of Jesus, that when death happens, that's just the beginning of new life. Like it's, it's new life that happens. That's what Jesus came to do. But, but Mary, Martha's like, why? Why should I move this stone? And Jesus says this, I told you. If you would just believe, 
you would see the glory of my Father. If you would just believe, you would see the glory of my Father. And that's why in John 10, 10, where it says the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. So maybe in your life right now, those things are happening. Something's being stolen from you. Death is happening around you. Something's being destroyed. That is not God's plan. That's the thief. So whatever lie you've been believing, stop it. Don't let what you're seeing be what the thief has been doing to you. But believe that Jesus came to give us life and life to the fullest. And that in those moments, when we are in the tomb, when we are in the darkness, that he can still come to us and meet us there, but don't stay in the tomb. This man was there for 38 years looking for something to heal him. Looking for something to heal him. We can get so caught up in looking for something when all we need to do is look up to the one that can do it. The resurrection and the life. And no matter what we're going through, he can heal us. He will heal us. He has the power to do all things. He is the one who made us. And the crazy thing is, he's always working. And the crazy thing is we have no idea what he's doing. There's um, uh, a good friend of mine, Cheryl, probably a couple months ago came up to me and she gave me this watch. It doesn't look like much, just a normal watch. This watch was my friend David's. Um, David's no longer with us. And if you look at David when he was alive, he was beat up. He got punched a lot. Cancer. He went through a lot. Lost an arm. And if you looked at him, if you saw him, my goodness, like, man, he's good. It's tough. But if you would talk to him, he didn't see those things. Like, he did not see what he had, and he did not let the things that happened to him defeat him. Because like, he believed by seeing. His belief allowed him to see otherwise. He knew even if God didn't heal him on this side of heaven, that there's going to be a day where there's going to be no more tears, no more pain, no more hurt, no more cancer. Like, there's a day that happens. So my brother David has an arm. He's in no more pain. He's not hurting anymore. And this is my reminder that no matter what, I, what happens to me here on earth, Jesus came to give me life and give us new life. And that life can happen today. That life can happen today. And it's just nuts. If you read Hebrews 11, it says, By faith, these people believed. Even though they were never going to see what happened, they believed in who was giving the promises. They believed that he was going to, make it happen in this life or the next. They believed in who God was and in his word, in his promises. So today, I don't know what it is for you. I don't know what darkness is surrounding you, what relationship is hurting you, where you're feeling hopeless. But 
and we see like Jesus sees. Can we believe as Jesus believed? As I was preparing this, it was just nuts. Like when he said, I only do what the Father shows me. Like I can only see what he's doing, I'm only gonna do that. So if you think about that, that means he saw himself going to the cross. And on his way to the cross, experienced probably the worst pain imaginable. And I, I think if, if he would just let his sight dictate his belief, he would have tapped out. But when he was on his way to the cross, he saw his father working in each one of you. He saw your face. He saw what could be for each and every one of us. That if I do this, even though I endure the most gruesome pain, the gruesome death, each and every one of us can have life and life to the fullest. So he would go to the cross. He would continue to complete the plan that God had showed him. And then three days later, he'd raise from the dead. He is the resurrection and the life. He has been given all authority. So what are you trusting in for your life? What do you need to let go of? There's a, I know it's not Christmas time, but there's that Christmas carol, right? Do you hear what I hear? In there it says, do you see what I see? At the very end, it says this, he will bring us goodness and light. In John 5, 42, it says, this is Jesus speaking to the Jewish leaders, but I know you. I know you do not have the love of God in your hearts. If you don't have the love of God in your heart, you won't be able to see as Jesus sees. Because he brings goodness and light. When you have goodness and light in you, all of a sudden you start seeing goodness and light even in the darkness. Even in your toughest place, you can still see goodness and light. Because once again, we don't see to believe, but we believe to see. And we believe God is not done with us yet. And he's still doing a work in each and every one of us. And there are people in this community who, don't, who do not have the goodness and the light in them. There are people who are far from God. Maybe that's you here today. Maybe you have never heard the good news of Jesus, that he would die just for you. No matter what you've done, no matter what's happened, he would do it again just for you. So once again, it may look like you're surrounded. It may look like defeat. It may not look like there's any hope. But if God would send his son, Jesus would come for us, and he did not stay on the cross, he did not stay in the tomb. If that God can raise him from the tomb, imagine what he can do in each and every one of you. there are people looking at the pool just waiting for something to happen <laughs> waiting for something to happen so my question to you is what do you need to see differently today 
What do you need to see differently today? What obstacle are you facing? And what do you need to start trusting God for? Let me pray for us. Father God, no one said this life was going to be easy. Jesus even said we'll face trials. But not to fret, not to worry, because he's overcome it all. So Father God, I just pray that we can let the walls down that we can humble ourselves before you, that we can see things differently. That we can fully trust you because who you are and, and what you're doing in us and through us. Help us to see the work you're doing. Help us to believe that you are doing a work. Help us to trust that you provide us what we need. And God, once again, we don't need to see to believe, but we need to believe to see. Help us to believe in you. Help us to put our trust in you. Help us to know that it's not our plan, but it's your plan. That we can let go of the things that we're holding on to. That you can work all things for the good. That you came to give us life and life to the fullest. So God, I just pray. to open our eyes, open our hearts. I think of the Apostle Paul. Thought he was living out the right purpose. Thought he was serving you by killing your followers. But you had to meet him. And in a moment, you put scales over his eyes and completely changed what he saw. I pray that for us today, God. Give us new eyes. Help us see things differently. Help us to see what you're doing. Help us to see people like you see people. Help us to do what you want us to do. And God, we believe you're just getting started. And we believe not just in this area, but in this community, in this nation, lives are being changed and impacted because of who you are. And that's the business you're in. So thank you for changing our lives. Thank you for changing in this moment someone's life because they're going to say yes to you today. They no, no longer want to live the life that they've been living, their plan. But instead, they want to look to you. They want to trust you. They want to put their faith in you and live the plan that you have for them. And I thank you in advance for what you're going to do to this day. It's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody says...